there is one thing that you need to take away from this episode, and that is choosing a niche is absolutely crucial to whether or not you are successful with your blog or it's not successful at all. So to make that choice a little bit easier, let's go through the 11 most profitable niches that are available right now so that you can get started sooner rather than later making some money with your blog and affiliate marketing business. And welcome to episode 58 of the Blogger Revolution. My name is Chris, and here we talk about building passive income streams that work for you, so you don't have to. Really pumped and glad to have you here this week. We are finally back from vacation, and uh, we only had one episode come out last week, but I'm refreshed. I might even punch out two or three this week just to kind of catch up and uh, looking forward to uh, being able to create some new content because it's a love. You know, it, it is fun. It is enjoyable to do. If you ever have any um, um, things that you would like me to specifically talk about, please let me know down in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube and give me some ideas as to what we can talk about. But before we get started, please be sure to go check out my free passive income training that I have over at bloggerevolution.com slash workshop. That's bloggerevolution.com slash workshop. It's a free training that literally shows you step by step how I use what I like to call smart money SEO to be able to build a passive income online pretty much at will. And I did it to the point to where I was able to have my wife quit her job and I quit my job as well. And that's what we're doing full time. And it's a fun existence, I will say. So be sure to go check it out over at bloggerrevolution.com slash workshop. I wish sure to put a link down in the description or the show notes. Now, as a caveat for some of these niches, I try to stay and steer away from the health, wealth, and relationships directly. Um, we're still going to be probably using many aspects of that because that's really what people are always interested in. They're interested in making money, um, improving their health, and improving their relationships, right? So a lot of these niches aren't going to really jump into those directly, but they have you know, uh, on the side, you can talk about it and bring those elements in so that you can get a more evergreen audience. So keep those things in mind as we talk about those, because the whole idea is trying to get these as evergreen as possible, because the more evergreen, meaning that they are uh, being searched all year long, we don't have to worry about dips and everything we have to, that you have to deal with when it comes to a lot of these. But let's go ahead and jump right into it. So number 11, it's going to be fashion. Fashion is a huge, huge, well-paying niche. I mean, everybody wears clothes. At least most people wear clothes. So uh, there's always going to be a lot to talk about. But you need to be very specific, especially in the clothing industry or in fashion itself, because there is so much to talk about. If you end up trying to talk to everybody in the fashion industry, you're going to end up talking to nobody in the fashion industry. So start off niche. Start off with just talking about activewear or leggings or uh, modest clothing. Uh, costumes would be huge. Cosplay is just getting bigger and bigger. Um, in fact, I missed an opportunity to start a nice, huge site when cosplay was really starting to get ramped up. I talk about that more in the um, in episode 57 of the Blogger Evolution. So be sure to go check that out. But regardless of what you do, be sure to find a nice, broad domain name, a domain name that is going to allow you to be able to talk about many, many different things in the fashion industry, but you start off very niche with the content like you were just speaking about. That way you can make a nice little foothold in one part of the niche and then you can expand from there. So fashion, it also plays very well with display ads. I wanted to throw that in, which is a great way to make a passive income with your site because you're going to be getting paid basically by just having the content existing on the internet, all right? So be sure to go look into that one, number 11, fashion. Number 10 is going to be weddings. Now, in Blog Builder Pro, um, I have a few students who are in the wedding industry and their sites are growing. They're doing pretty good. Um, 
there's many, many different aspects to weddings. Uh, we're talking about bridal stuff, groom stuff, wedding parties, DJs, destination weddings. That's probably a really big one right there. Um, food. There's literally thousands of questions that are out there, especially when it comes to a newlywed, just trying to figure this stuff out. It's fun. People like exploring and figuring these things out. But there's tons and tons of products that you can promote as well. We're talking about gifts, gowns, um, finding the best uh, uh you know, ice sculpture or whatever it happens to be, you can really get uh, a very specific and talk about all of the aspects that have to do with um, with weddings. You can even think about the different types of cultures that exist around the world or maybe different traditions that might just be in a state or two just here in the United States. It really just depends, you know, on what's going on. But there's tons of questions that always have to do with weddings. Um, again, I would just go with a nice broad domain, but then talk about everything under the sun when it comes to weddings. Number nine on our list is going to be food. Now, everybody eats food. So it's evergreen. People are going to always be talking about it. So it will be super, super important to make sure that you niche down very, very much. And when I say niche down, I mean, talk about one specific aspect of it. I know some pretty large authoritative websites that just talk about Asian cuisine. I know some that just talk about Jamaican food and different types of Caribbean cuisine. Someone might say that, oh, you know what? I want some jerk chicken or something that reminds me of that Caribbean flavor. And there's some nice websites that do that. That's just one example. You know, you can get into Greek food or even Australian type food. Just regardless of what type of food is your favorite, you can create a lot of information on it as well. Another one would be uh, barbecuing when it comes to food. I would uh, try to caution you when it comes to that because there is a seasonal nature to barbecuing. However, you know, as long as you have a nice broad niche, barbecue can be just one specific section of the site. That way there's tons of products that you can promote as well, because you can think about kitchen stuff. You know, you don't have to just talk about food. You can talk about all of the kitchen utensils and tools and, you know, things like that in order to create these amazing cuisines. So when that's the case, you can promote these things. They are decently well-priced most times. You can get into baking and cooking and all of that fun stuff. Um, vegan and vegetarian would be another aspect of the food niche that you could jump in. Lots of people want to be those things. They want to become vegan. They want to become vegetarian, but it's hard to do. So there are courses out there. There are books, there are cookbooks and all of these great things that people are willing to invest in so that they can reach their goal. And as you, as the blog creator, all you're really doing is just trying to bridge the gap from what people want to what they, uh, and actually achieving what they wanted. So Lots of stuff to be able to promote in the food niche as well. The next one's going to be sports. Now, sports and hobbies is probably one of my favorite types of uh, blogs to create because there's not a lot of content on them on the internet, and you can usually dominate if you get a nice, particularly tight niche. Um, I would definitely recommend getting some popular sports that are within the top tier countries, such as the United States, Canada, Australia, the UK, um, as long as you can get a sport that's popular there, they tend to have more expendable income. Uh, display ads pays better in these locations because companies are willing to get in front of that audience that has that expendable income. So, I mean, if you can jump into uh, football, basketball, uh, golf, you know, I've had a couple of golf websites. Um, the Project Colvin case study that you can check out um, on the uh, in these episodes as well 
that's the active case study I have going on right now is in a sports niche, you know, and it's doing pretty well. It's consistently growing and there's tons of stuff to promote there. Um, I would caution you this way. If a sport is too small, then you might want to consider going a little bit broader with the domain name. So something like basketball or football, that's probably just fine. But if you went into something smaller, like badminton, you know, I'm not really sure how much traffic would be there. So a place like Google Trends would be your friend. Go to Google Trends, figure out what's out there. Always compare it to another major sport just so that you can see where in Google Trends this particular sport happens to be residing. That way you can kind of make a good assessment as to whether or not there's enough traffic there to support just that site. But if there isn't, get a little bit more broader with the domain name. Think about outdoor sports or indoor sports. And from there, you can then talk about other things rather than just being stuck to one particular sport. All right. So the next one's going to be home brewing and craft beers. Now, I will say of all of these niches, some of you might be even asking, well, if these are all so great niches, how come you don't jump into them, Chris? Which makes a lot of sense. And I do under understand that question. But to be honest, I just don't have time to go over into all of these niches. Um, there's so many uh, opportunities that are out there. You know, if you have the opportunity and the love for it, you need to jump into it. And the reason why I bring that up is because home brewing and craft beers is kind of a love of mine. I just don't have time to start a website on it. Um, this now home brewing craft beers is kind of a hard niche to do without any kind of knowledge. Um, sometimes people will, you know, jump into a niche where they just want to do it for the money. But you need to know what you're talking about, because as people land on your site, they're going to be reading your stuff and they're going to see that, oh, this person has no idea what they're talking about. Right. So um, it would be advantageous for you to go out there and buy a home brewing kit. They're priced decently well, which means if you do find one that you like and you're able to make your own beer from it that you can uh, uh, promote it and get some pretty good commissions from it as well. And it's not just on Amazon. There's some highly specific websites that are out there that can pay you 10, 20% for these physical products that people are creating. Um, subscription boxes will be huge with this as well. Um, it's not subscription boxes per se, but you can sign up for subscriptions with a lot of these home brewing places that will send you stuff every month so that you can continually make new and more impressive beer, right? So, Definitely look into that as well. These prices are, sorry, these products are pretty high priced as well. So you can get some pretty good commissions. There are courses on these things as well that teach how to create these types of beers. Um, you're going to need different types of uh, uh, ingredients and cans and all of these things to, in, to create the beer as well. So there's tons of options that you have um, in order to promote these products and make a pretty good commission from it as well. The next one is going to be home renovation and repair. Now, this one is huge because everybody lives somewhere, right? Well, for the most part, everyone lives somewhere. And this is not just for homeowners, you know, even do-it-yourselfers who are, you know, rental renters, you know, who are renting a property from somebody. Maybe they uh, are a little handy or maybe they don't want to bother their uh, landlord. They might try to do a couple of things themselves. Don't always recommend that depending on the size of the problem. But um, I'll just give you an example. Recently, we had a nail that was coming up out of our wood floor. So I had to go and um, Google it. I found this guy who says, hey, try this and this. I bought his recommendation on Amazon. I use a little putty and a hammer and get it down. And that was nice and smooth like it was never there before. And I got all of that from a blog, you know, which really helps out. Um, so there's tons and tons of traffic there. There's plenty of products to buy. A lot of these products, however, are going to probably be lower price products. But um, there are other, you know, huge things that people are always promoting. Um, you can even do maybe even a, a, 
selling leads as well. Maybe locally you can collect um, email addresses and information from people and then forward them to uh, places for people to, you know, sell services, plumbing or whatever to these different places as well. Um, so that lead generation is going to be a great way to make money with your home and renovation repair as well. Um, the main drawback I would say to this particular niche is it's very visual. So you would need a lots of uh, images at least, and then some videos, most likely, if you can do it, um, to create for that so that it makes it easier for people to understand what it is that you're talking about and showing on your blog. Number five on our list is going to be simple tech tips. Now, my son is always walking up to me and saying, hey, daddy, can you look this up? Hey, daddy, can you look that up? He already understands Google at five years old, which is kind of crazy, right? But it's great for people who don't have the patience to figure out stuff, right? So, for example, you can say something like how to fix a Vizio remote control. Um, why is my Sony TV slow? Um, you know, Vizio TV keeps, rebo re uh, keeps rebooting or something like that. You know, these types of things happen, you know, every day. And there are millions and millions of these devices that are out there. So the traffic is there. You just have to get into the right spot and, and find where you can be most helpful. They tend to be very simple to write articles as well. Uh, you don't have to go into super amount of detail because you're really just trying to answer people's questions as quickly as possible. Um, you can use that new brands, not really new, but that brand swapping technique where, you know, the example that we had earlier, how to fix a Vizio remote control. You can say how to fix a Samsung remote control, how to fix a Sony remote control. And it's all the same article, just different articles that you would create. Um, you can usually create these articles quickly, which means you can get a lot of articles on your site pretty fast. Um, definitely would recommend that I do talk about more about the brand swapping stuff in episode 57 of, uh, of the blog revolution. So be sure to go check that one out. Number four on our list is going to be survivalist and home um, preparedness. The, you know, these dis or disaster preparedness. So disaster preparedness is huge. And we're not just talking about, you know, zombie apocalypse type stuff, right? Even though it is an aspect of it, you know, don't get me wrong. But, you know, especially when, you know, everything went on lockdown, you know, we needed to find uh, a lot of people got into trying to be prepared in case we weren't going to be leaving our houses anytime soon. And it also showed how delicate, you know, we are in this grand space and how it doesn't take much for everything to get shut down again, you know? So this disaster preparedness is a real thing. Um, it's a huge, huge, huge industry. Um, I looked up some information on it. 3.7 billion people spent some type of money on some type of disaster preparedness inform um, information or products last year. That's insane. 3.7 billion people. I mean, there's only about seven and a half or so billion people on the planet. So more than half are doing this kind of thing. And a lot of them are buying stuff online. And all you need to do is just create information and content on it, be found. And then since they're already buying, you can kind of help facilitate those purchases and then make a commission on the backside of it. Um, there's tons of products to promote. And uh, it kind of borders on camping a little bit and, and more outdoor stuff. But it's still highly profitable. Definitely would recommend it. Uh, number three, it's going to be pets. Uh, now, pets is a ridiculously huge niche. People spend money, more money on pets than they do on people. Uh, for example, um, just last year, $123.6 billion was spent just on pets. And get this, just in the United States. $123.6 billion just in the United States was spent on pets. 
yeah, that's that's insane. All right. Uh, there's tons of products to promote, obviously, and especially if you have something like a dog or uh, you're trying to train them. There's plenty of courses and digital products that you can sell. I love, love digital products because it's a great way to make higher commissions, sometimes 30, 40, even 50% on some of these products, which is really, really amazing. Um, a lot of the items as well is available on Amazon. They're well-priced. So usually you can, you know, someone will go to Amazon, click on it. Oh, it's only 30 bucks. I'll go ahead and buy it. Oh, it's only 50. I'll go ahead and buy it. You know, if it's for their pets. Uh, insurance, pet insurance is huge as well. And you can get some really good commissions with that. Um, subscription boxes are huge with pet niches because as people are buying stuff for their pets, they get on a subscription box where every month they get, uh, you know, some cool thing, a new toy or whatever to play with the house pet, you know? So um, it's a great niche to get into. It is competitive, but if you can find maybe like some obscure breed of an animal that a lot of people know about, but there's very little inter information um, there on the internet about it, then that's your opportunity right there to create some content and really start uh, making some headway with your blog. Uh, number two would be one of my favorites, and that is investing. Now, investing does kind of skirt with the YMYL, the your money or your life niches that sometimes you want to be careful of because you want some type of expertise with it, but the potential is there right? The potential is there for a ton of revenue. One of the best parts about uh, investing is that there's tons of products that pay you recurring commissions as people use them. Um, think about crypto or gold or real estate. We're talking high price courses as well that you can uh, promote and get some pretty decent returns just on promoting one. You know, if you were able to send, you know, 100 people to a particular digital product, if only one or two of them bought, it would make up for all of the 98 that didn't. And if you're building an email list and you can find a way to be able to promote more things to people um, as they are on your list. Um, I would say to be specific and target um, a very small section of investing and try to dominate it. Don't just say you're going to talk about stocks because... You know, there's millions of websites that talk about stocks and not just websites. We're talking about huge, huge industries that talk about it. So you want to get very niche, maybe a specific type of stock or type of investment that you can talk about early on and then make a nice little foothold in the industry and then slowly expand from there as you get more and more traffic. Um, and then number one is going to be language learning. Now, here's an interesting stat. Did you know that 7,100 different unique languages are spoken in the world? That's a lot of different languages. Here's another interesting stat. 3.3 billion people are bilingual. Okay. 3.3 billion people know at least two languages. 1 billion people know at least three languages. They are trilingual. So there's enough people out there who are wanting to learn different types of languages so that they can continue to communicate to whoever they want. You know, some people do it for fun. Some people do it for work. It really just depends. But the best part about the language learning stuff is that there's tons of courses. There's tons of recurring revenue that you can sign up with as well. There's so many different languages. Go on uh, Google Trends and see exactly you know what languages are super popular right now. Try to find languages that are popular in the tier one countries because that's where most people are going to be purchasing products in order to learn those languages. Um, find a couple that you can focus on early on that Google might like you for whatever reason and then give you more 
um, traffic for that particular uh, language. And then you can just create more content around it. When you run out of content ideas and you create a little bit of an authority of on your site, then you move on to another language, concentrate on it in another language. And then each time you're funneling a lot of this using that focal point project strategy that I teach in Blog Builder Pro, um, that is going to help you in uh, uh, finding you know, some a nice foothold in the niche. That way you can make more money with it and really make some money, especially with the affiliate marketing side of things, and then just expand slowly from there on. So using these niches is super important in order to build a good website, but it still can be daunting. So to help you with that, I want you to go check out my free uh, training over at bloggerevolution.com slash workshop. That's bloggerevolution.com slash workshop. Again, it's a free training there that shows you step-by-step how I use what I like to call smart money SEO, the focal point project strategy, and all of these things in order to build a profitable blog in record time. So be sure to go check that out over at bloggerevolution.com slash workshop. I'll be sure to put a link down in the description and the show notes. Please be sure to go follow me over on Instagram if you want to keep up with me there at Chris Miles Official, and I'll catch you in the next episode.